Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. Now, today we have the fabulous Jay Jocelyn, amazing advocate for the industry. I'm so excited just to pick her brains about her competing journey actually before this year, this year as well, because it's been a completely different one for Jade. We're going to be touching on loads of different topics. So hopefully everyone can find a little bit of value in this. So things, for example, people's opinions, staying positive during prep, mental health, self-confidence, anxiety, just loads of different topics. Um, we kind of half planned it, half not, we're just gonna freestyle it, but it always ends up being the best one. So Jade, welcome so much to the podcast. I'm buzzing to have you on. How are you, babe? Yay! Oh my God, I'm smiling. If everyone could see me right now, I've got the biggest cheesy grin on my face which pretty much sums me up <laughs> i love that you're saying that and you've just come from the gym as well and you're just about oh, to go love my life. <laughs> how are you though anyway i'm good man i'm good oh i've got to go gym after this so i've got to get that coffee on it's just all good think of the post-workout food yeah you spoke about positivity and, and staying positive but you know if anyone's not wanting to go to the gym just think of the food after you know what i mean there you go there you go so for people that might not know who you are i don't even want to give a bit of an overview of perhaps who you're what you're best known for in the industry kind of how you got to this place and we can kind of go from there really yeah i started my instagram maybe two or three years ago and for me it was just i first discovered what Instagram was because I met two bloggers and they, they told me that they did Instagram. And I thought that was really cool because it was something I'd never heard of. So I started my Instagram more so I could follow people and also just start posting what I was eating. And, and then it just started growing. And as the more my Instagram grew, the more kind of curious I got about fitness and um, Instagram in general, because I didn't even go to a gym. I just really enjoyed eating healthy and I worked at a juice bar in London and so I, I was always into like taking care of my body but it was really um kind of involving myself in the Instagram community and Instagram world that kind of led me to where I am now because I started following a lot of people who then started inspiring me and made me kind of want to go to the gym and want to get fit and which then I wanted to compete and here we are like two years later. <laughs> Well, never to ask me, they're about the same for you, Jay. And they're like, oh, how did you start competing? They kind of think you kind of just switch and suddenly like, boom, it is a slow, gradual thing. You don't, I don't think a lot of people, when they first start fitness, actually think they're going to be competitors. Is that the same for you? Oh, well, actually, usually I would say yes. And that's, I think, the case for most people. But me being me, I needed a goal if I was going to stick to something. I'd never been to the gym before. It's a very daunting thing, I think, for people who have never been to start going to the gym and knowing what to do. So I actually worked in an activewear store and my manager was a pro. And I watched her prep for, um, for Worlds and I thought it was the most inspiring thing ever because I'd never seen someone so dedicated to their health and their meal prep and their fitness. And I thought, well, if I'm going to join the gym, I need a goal and I need something that's going to make me want to go every day. So I joined the gym and that same week that I joined the gym, I also got a coach and entered a bikini competition, oh, wow. which is not the smartest thing to do because you definitely want to have a couple of years of training behind you and um, a really good solid physique. But for me, it wasn't about having the best physique on stage. It was just more about doing something for me. 
So I joined the gym in about April and I entered a competition for November. So I'd given myself the year um, to learn how to lift basically. Um, I, I'd never lifted weights before. I had no idea, but I knew I had this long-term goal. And I think it's always important to have short-term and long-term goals. So for me, it was like join the gym in April and I have to stay committed because I'd entered this competition in November. And then through the process of going through my first bikini prep, which is why I started my YouTube channel actually, um, it, it kind of led me to where I am now because I started my YouTube just to document the prep. And it that's, that's how I started to get followers and subscribers and then that's now why it's my job um but it all just started from committing to something and kind of scaring myself a little you know it, it's a scary thing thinking about competing but um I just said uh, yeah I need a goal and I wanted to be as dedicated as my manager at the time and I was like yep bikini competition let's do it <laughs> I love that like your manager so your manager was your coach as well no, she wasn't, but she's like been oh. my number well, like number one inspiration. And like she just actually competed at the WBFF World and got or no WBFF and um, European show in London and got second. Like she's absolutely incredible. Her name is Susie Woffenden. And like I said, I watched her prep and I'd never seen anybody so dedicated or passionate about something. And I feel like I was lacking that in my life. I felt like I had no direction. I didn't have a passion. I didn't know what I was doing because I had studied to be a dancer and that's why I moved to London. And then when that kind of didn't work out for me, I was like, I felt very lost and seeing someone just care so much. I was like, that's what I want. And so I thought, yeah, I'll try a, try a bodybuilding competition. And you know, it might not have worked out, but what that taught me through like prep it taught me like self-motivation dedication persistence doing something for you first and foremost and I don't think I'd ever done that before in my life and all of those things I just value so much and that's why I still compete now um not just to step on stage I think that's a huge part of it but through the process all the the things that you gain from it and um, yeah, I think that's the thing that always keeps me going. It's probably why I'm on to show number seven, eight, and nine, or whatever I'm on this year. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I actually was writing down which I was trying to go kind of go back and write down which one. She <laughs> I remember in March you did the first two bros in UK, then you went to Ireland, if I'm correct. That I did Ireland, then I went to the um. Olympia amateur in Alicante in Spain. Then I came back to England. I did the next two bros, which, yeah, I did the next two bros. Then I went back to Alicante and did another IFBB um, Pro League show over there, the Big Man Weekender. Then I came back to England, did the Ben Weeder Cup. Now I'm going to Amsterdam this weekend, Romania next weekend, and Venice the weekend after. Hang on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> That's like a triple hat trick, hat trick, hat trick. <laughs> I missed out. Do you know what? I missed out on the Amateur Olympia England, and it's one of my biggest regrets this year. You know, I always say no regrets, just lessons learned. But for me, that was actually a big regret because. I feel like if I had listened to my heart and listened to myself, I would have done it. But instead, I listened to the people around me and what people were telling me like, oh, you need a break, you need this. And so I listened to them and I'm, I'm, really, anno I'm really annoyed I didn't trust myself on that one. And yeah. so that's why I'm doing these next three shows for me because I want to do them. And I think that's a really important thing with competing. It's like, 
asking yourself why you're doing it, who you're doing it for. And, and like, if you feel up for it, you should do it. You know, you know, your body better than anyone else. And if your body's telling you, you need a break and you're pushing through for someone else, like it is just not going to help anyone. Whereas if you know, you feel great, you feel like you can do more, then, then do it. Don't listen to people who, who don't believe in you. You don't need people like that in your life. So I felt freaking amazing. And I was like, nah, we're going to do three more shows. It's not over. I think if your coach is on board, if you're both happy, you know, obviously you've got to check your health. Which you Healthy, want. 100%. Yeah. As long as you do all that, then why not? Why not? Right. Right. I almost went, when I went and got my blood test done and everything, I almost was, you know, and like I had this like ex- expectation that something was going to be wrong. You know, I've been prepping since January. I was just, yeah, I was just like ready for them to turn around and tell me something. And then when, when everything came back and I was like, absolutely like better than ever, I was like, so why am I stopping? Why am I not doing something I love when I'm perfectly healthy? passionate and like ready to do it so I just checked the the show calendar and there's three shows back to back and I was like I'm here for it and you know what I might even do a fourth we'll see oh my god <laughs> what about saying why not do 10 just try and make it double digits oh so- my god my gr- my grandma's all here for it as well like she absolutely loves it and she's probably like my number one supporter but when I told her that I was thinking of going to Iceland for a show she was like you can't go there those girls are amazing I was like Nanny! I love that your nan's just like no girl like <laughs> it's so funny uh, it was so funny. My grand went to um, Tuberous where I saw you, and it was so funny. My grand apparently was in the in the audience, being like, "Oh no, her quads, her quads are just not as good as that girl." Like, swear all this stuff. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! So funny. It's so funny because you you have people around you, and there's going to be people that support you, and there's going to be people that don't support you, and, and yeah. that's okay. I I it's you know what bodybuilding and bikini competitions aren't for everyone and I think when we start to accept that and understand that like we surround ourselves with with all of the people we love and if there is someone around you that doesn't support you you don't have to cut them out of your life you just have to accept that they're not supporting you in what you do and you just have to kind of focus on the positive and focus on those people that do support you even if it is your grandma who has no idea about bodybuilding yeah it's very true it's very true and touching back on what you said about people's opinions I think that's a big one especially I say especially in the in the competing industry but I think the more I'm growing up that sounds really old saying this but the the older you get the more you realize how opinionated and how I guess how kind of nasty people can be and I guess I know you've experienced that yourself with um your profile and getting kind of you know trolls and all that sort of thing so what would be your advice to people then in terms of, so it is, I guess it's one of those things that it's easier said than done, but I guess from a competitor. Yeah. I think for me, I think for me, because my, obviously not everyone's going to have a, an Instagram account and things like that, but I do think you can apply this to your own life if you were a certain way and now you've evolved and changed. So for example, my Instagram before was very just like lifestyle, like healthy food, um, it's not that I obviously a bodybuilding diet it can be in some ways a little bit restrictive in terms of like you actually have to care about what you eat and weigh things out etc um whereas before my Instagram was just very like my life and you know I was going to different restaurants this and that and just like just living just not competing you know what I mean so then for me to transition to competing um 
obviously my whole audience didn't understand that because people who maybe watched my videos last year when I com wasn't competing, wasn't tracking, was just eating, eating intuitively, just, you know, um, enjoying myself. I feel like people don't then understand why you're doing something and they can be very judgmental. Like, well, why are you weighing your onions and why are you doing this and why are you doing that? And it can be quite hard. And people might experience this as well with like family members who, who are like, well, you used to love to eat cereal for breakfast, lunch and dinner and cake and this. Why aren't you doing that now? And it's, it's just understanding why you're doing it and when you you're so self-confident and so grounded in your choices I feel like you're able to then explain to them a little bit better and I feel like it's like just being confident in yourself because for me it's like when if I get a troll on Instagram or, or on YouTube and someone leaves a negative comment where they're very much judging me or questioning my choices it's just being you know polite and saying I'm really sorry that you you feel that way this is just I'm doing this for me and you don't have to accept that and, and that's fine and thank you for being here anyway but the, I'm doing this for me and no, one, and no one else and so I feel like if people have those people and maybe I experienced it firsthand like when I worked in an office people and it wasn't even when I was competing it was just people were judging me for the for the foods I ate and my lunch like well don't you get bored eating the same thing every day and it, yeah, isn't I it like what yeah, sorry, yeah. but I think an office environment is actually really, really difficult. Whether you want to eat healthy or whether you are actually a competitor, like the amount of underlying comments you get, and it kind of—I feel like you don't—you don't mean to do it at all, but I feel like sometimes you kind of surface other people's kind of maybe insecurities or opinions because I don't think they realised half the time what they were saying. <laughs> but people get so offended. But I was like, no, I don't want—I don't want that cake. They're like, what? Yeah, and that's the thing. There's always cake in the office, like for God's sake. And it's it's really hard. And people, you you don't, I don't know, be rude or be negative. But like sometimes it can be quite like hard when people are so judgmental. And it's kind of like it is upsetting. And there's definitely been times where I do get down about it. And it is a bit like triggering in a way because I'm like, listen, I'm doing this for me, and it's like my choice. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's just staying positive and remember why you're doing it. Like you're doing it for you and no one else. And I always tell myself this, like the cake is always going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, and I think actually you, as much as people can be negative or they might say this light, like kind of sly comment or this or that, they're actually probably deep down really inspired by your dedication. And you know, that it's, it's always those people that will say it to you afterwards. First, they question why you do it. And then they ask you how you did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they might be judgmental at the start, but then later on they'll be asking you for advice because you've actually inspired them by sticking to what you believe in. Mm. Um, and like, it, it's something I, I think I'm quite good with dealing with like negativity online and stuff because I have celiac disease, which means I'm gluten free. So I've grown up with people always questioning my food choices. So now it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I think I've got quite a thick skin on it. Mm. Um, but no, no, for anyone that is maybe struggling with people around them, that it, it does get easier. And um, you just have to get a little stronger. <laughs> mm, definitely, you've just mentioned actually there about the celiac. Disease, I can't say the word celiac. <laughs> celiac disease. Yeah, um, yeah, you got it, girl. Talk to us more about that. So for people that don't know what that is, kind of give a brief explanation of how long you've known that you've had this disease. Do you know what? I think the reason I actually was first so health conscious is because I had 
something come into my life which was celiac disease very unexpectedly so when I was a teenager like smashing McDonald's every day like Domino's you name it I ate it um, and then all of a sudden one day I just couldn't eat it anymore and it was devastating because you know I'd gone from not caring what I ate to suddenly having to care so much about what I ate to to make myself better because I was really sick because of it and I knew then if I ate um, foods that I couldn't eat like I'd be so ill mm. so then because of that I and I, I know anyone who maybe has like an allergy or an intolerance or an autoimmune disease will be able to relate to me on this one you care so much because you don't want to feel like crap and you don't want to feel sick and I think getting celiac disease was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me, which is a really weird thing to think given it's an autoimmune disease. Um, similar to Crohn's, um, it's basically, if anyone doesn't know what celiac disease is, it's not like uh, an allergy or it's not like something you can just take a pill for. When I eat gluten, um, my body thinks it's bad and basically like attacks itself. Um, it's the best way to describe it. So it's, it, it's obviously not great because it's not something you can get rid of. Um, just like Crohn's or, or anything like that. And it's not something that you can just take a pill to get rid of. But because I, because this negative thing happened to me, it actually made me so much healthier and it made me care about my body and it made me want my body to be healthy. And so, you know, I think it was a blessing in disguise because if I didn't get celiac disease at the age of 15, I would have never got into like eating healthy. I would have never wanted to work in a juice bar. I would have then never worked in Lululemon and then I would have never met my manager who inspired me to compete. So I, and I would have never started my Instagram most likely. So I think if anyone is like, if anyone does have a negative thing, like an illness in their life that they have to manage, never let it stop you from doing something you want to do. Like it, it can be really hard, especially like with competing and fitness in general, like um, having an upset stomach or anything like IBS, it, it can be really hard. And, I know a lot of girls have wrote to me and said, like, I have my IBS is really flared up. Like, should I go to the gym? Shouldn't I go to the gym? And it's like, you should never let something stop you from doing something you love. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think it's actually, like I said, it's, it's been a blessing in disguise. But I want to show people that even if they have something that is very much a setback and makes life a little bit harder, you can use it in a really positive way and use it to your, your advantages and your strengths. You always have to think whatever pain you're going through, if you can overcome that and then mm -hmm. show that to the world and think about how many people you could be affecting. I always see it that way. And it's, it's how you want to interpret whatever's happening to you. It all depends on your mindset. And I'm a sucker for a cheesy quote and there's one I love and it says, a smooth sail never made for a strong sailor. And I always think this, because when you've got negative things going on in your life, it could be in your personal life, relationship, health, anything, there's always something you can take from that that will make you a better person. It will make you more mentally strong, or you'll take something from it and then be able to help someone else with what you've gone through. So me going through like getting celiac disease and how I now manage it and stuff, I'm then able to help other people around me. And if other people are, are struggling or, you know, don't know what to do or want to know how I've managed it, I'm, I'm able to help them through something that is actually very negative. And so I think if, especially on prep, like it can be hard when things in life maybe don't go your way 
but you'll grow through that and like you always come out the other side so much stronger and proud of yourself you know what I mean there's so much stuff you could people go through on their own journey like competing not competing that it makes them a better person you know so have you always been this positive Jade it's so funny because That's I, really I, to ask you, but. Yeah. it's it's something I felt very lost at a time and um, when my social media started to grow um I felt very confused because I didn't know why people were following me I know it sounds a bit weird but I ha- didn't have any really body confidence I didn't really have much confidence at all in myself I like I said, I was very lost um, and looking kind of for direction in life. And um, I, I couldn't understand why people were following me. And so I asked. And the, the thing that kept on coming back, it wasn't about, um, oh, you've got like the most amazing this or you're that. It was people just said, you know what, you're, you're positive. You're really positive. Like when I'm having a bad day, I'll watch your YouTube video and it will always cheer me up. And I had never seen myself in that light because... I had no confidence in myself, really. And I think it was people around me uh, telling me that I had a positive impact on them just by being me made me want to be an even more positive person. Like, I was just doing me. And to think that doing me and just being myself um, was helping other people. Like, um, I remember very clearly someone said, like, I have really bad anxiety. And anytime I watch your video, I feel better. And it just you can't forget them things you know even mm-hmm. you even just to know you've helped one person is just the most amazing thing ever and I think that kind of encouraged me to believe in myself more and I don't I don't try and be positive but I just think just when people around you are supporting you you you're naturally going to want to be a happy person and by being happy you can make someone else's day and that's just the most incredible thing ever so I just think happiness is a choice you choose to be happy every single day. And if you're sad or whatever, that's also a choice. And you're choosing to be upset. And why choose to be upset when you can be happy? You know what I mean? That's true. I think it goes back down to perspective. Definitely. You can get quite caught up in fact thinking, oh, everything's so bad. When actually, take a step back, things aren't bad. Oh things my God, we're so... Even, even things like going to the gym or anything... How lucky are we that we get to go to the gym every day mm. and that not what we can afford to go to a gym. We live in a country that we have gyms and it's safe to go to a gym and that our body is able. Like people will ask me, well, how do you stay motivated? And how do you always want to go to the gym? And I'm like, anytime I've got that, you're sat on the couch, you've got a blanket, you've got a cup of tea and you're like, this feels great. I don't want to go to the gym. The one thing I always then think is I am so lucky that I can go to the gym. And it's the one thing that will always motivate me to go to the gym. So if there's ever a time that I don't want to go, I don't want to go work out. I think of just the fact that there are so many people in the world who would kill to have a body that is fit and able to go to the gym, not even compete, not even like just the fact we have a body that can move is the one thing that will always 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 make me go to the gym and anytime I have to take a rest day I always take it on a day that I want to go to the gym so when I want to go to the gym I'll take the rest day if I know I need one and it's the days that I don't want to go to the gym I will always make myself go because I just think it's we we have to be grateful for the fact that we can go and I always kind of um 
focus on that. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. I think, again, when you're on prep, you, some people can get quite, lose that perspective. I think you always have to come back down to that. Everyone's always like focusing on that placing or that trophy, which is, yeah, that's great. But everyone, every single competitor is probably the, some of the most blessed people because you can push your body to a different level that other people actually can't. A lot of people can't do that, whether that's mentally or physically. I think it's always reminding yourself of that. I think it's really, really important. Yeah, just being able to move our body is incredible. And then to even, like you said, go that step further and have the money to enter a competition, to wear a sparkly suit, to pay a posing coach. Like all of those things are, what's the word? Hold on. (laughs) It's not a, what I'm trying to think, like, it's not like our god-given right to be able to do those things though those things are like a bonus in life it's like mm. we're just so lucky to be able to do that and I think when people are like complaining about prep or complaining about the diet and complaining about the competition it's like taking a step back and, and saying wait a minute you're choosing to do all these things that you're going to spend your money on like why spend your money on something that you're then going to complain about I don't understand like I don't if I'm choosing to to spend my money on entering a competition and I'm choosing to potentially you know like you're putting your health at risk if you're getting to low body fats like you're doing all those things it's a choice so don't dare complain about it Mm -hmm. because you're the one making those decisions like own your actions yeah own it (laughs) own absolutely own it and that goes back to when you're getting negativity in your life own your choices you know what I mean own what you're doing and you will go far and I can imagine I don't know if you mentioned about this before we start recording or not but obviously going back to people's opinions people naturally might have the opinion because you're doing three more shows but as you say you own it I love the fact that you're doing three more <laughs> I know that you're, yeah. I, think that I know you're not one of those people that's just gonna be like oh, I'm just doing it for the sake of it no you're doing it because you actually want to not because you feel like you have to I think that's where people get sometimes a little bit stuck in this industry is that they go by what they think other people want them to do with their competing stuff and actually it's all go it should be what you want to do with it do you agree for a hundred percent and this is I I learned this in my first season competing in 2016 so I did did a show and I thought do I want to do this like is this something I want to do because if I'm going to do it I'm not just doing it for fun and I'm not one of those people that will just do one show and then and then leave it it's like if I'm going to dedicate myself to something like I'm really going to go there so what I did was I did two shows after very similar to what you did different styles different federations and I just tried it and I wanted to see what I liked and I think this is important for anybody who's thinking about competing or anyone who is a competitor if you don't try you'll never know and at the end of the day only you are going to know what where you feel most comfortable where you feel most happy and so by trying these different federations and trying competing in general and trying the gym I was able to find my passion and find where I felt like I belonged and I'm just doing what I wanted to do. And people are always going to have opinions around you and and that's fine. But for me this year is it's taught me so much and I have a goal, you know, and if no one else around you is going to believe in you, you can still believe in you. So never think that in life, like you have no hope, like you are your own hope and so for me, it's like I have a goal. Obviously, I've been so lucky this year and I've, I've done well in all my shows. And it's like, 
I'm not ready to like I'm not ready to stop at first like I, I want I want to push push myself and see see if I can reach my goal and that's why I actually called my prep series um, exceed because I want to exceed my own expectations and I want to exceed the expectations of people around me and show people that if you have a goal competing or not like you can do it but you have to choose to do it so what's the goal then you're not you keep saying this goal but you're not <laughs> like for me I obviously winning is amazing but the the reason you do a competition is to hopefully get your pro card and that's why why people compete obviously people compete because they like to be on stage and it's an experience and stuff but I feel like after like eight or nine shows there's a there's a reason you're still competing it's not just for the experience and it's not just for the photos and it's not, not for the banter no 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 not just for your mum and dad to see you like twirl around in a sparkly bikini I think when you really invest not even your time but like you invest a lot of money into competing and it, it's I grew up dancing and we traveled the world competing every weekend and it because you want to get better and better and do better and better and place better and better and um the past couple of shows I've placed really well at and it's like you get closer and closer to that goal and then then you get into the overall and you don't quite get the goal yet and that's what drives you you know like and um, my last three shows I think I've been in the overall and of course the winner always gets a pro card and when you're not that person it's like well, that's the next step and that's my, my next goal. And it's, it's, I think actually saying your goal that loud can be quite a scary thing, you know, like. Yeah, that's that's you that I wanted to say you it. Know what? Do you know what? It's because it, you, it's one of those things that when a goal scares you, you know, it's a good goal to have because it is a really scary goal because people might not around, people around you might not believe in you or they might not see it happening, but. I'm going to get there. You, you, you watch this space. <laughs> we'll come back a year later. We we'll might even a month later. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You never know. And that's the really, really exciting thing. You can do 20 shows and it might take you that long to get your pro card. Or you might do two shows and it, it might take you that long to get your pro card. But if you don't try, you'll never know. And that's all a part of the journey. And even if your goal isn't about getting your pro card, if you don't go to the gym once or twice, like you're never going to get stronger. It's continuously going to the gym every single day or whatever. And then you progressively get stronger. And that's the same with competing. Like the more you can compete, the better you're going to get because the more you're going to learn and the more you can take from things and the more feedback you can get from the judges. And you know what, if, if it doesn't happen for me in these next three shows, amazing i'm gonna get gain so much from these three shows i'm gonna go to three countries it's three more times to be on stage so like three more lots of feedback and then i can take that on board for the next time i want to go and absolutely smash it definitely so if you don't mind me asking what has been yeah. the general feedback um has it been the same has it changed i know at the beginning of the year when i looked at your photos your physique has actually come on quite a lot this year even though you've still been in quite in technically in a deficit so yeah do you know what? It's really interesting because people obviously say like when you're in a deficit, you're going to lose muscle, blah, blah, blah. I've been getting stronger, guys. Like, I don't know if it's like a positive, a positive mindset, like mindset towards things. But like my shoulder press has gone up probably like 4 kg. Like everything has gotten stronger this year through this prep. I just think it's from mentally getting stronger because like when you're dedicating so much of your time and like you're, you're really focused on something, you're going to want to naturally get better and better. And my feedback at the very start of the year was coming leaner, which was 
I think is I feel if people are starting their season out that's often the feedback like because you you haven't pushed as far into your diet yet mm-hmm. um so it was first coming leaner then it was you know you need to build a little bit more muscle like bring up your shoulders which I agree with I still need to do now but I feel like as a competitor we can always improve our physique so mm-hmm. I didn't let that that one bit of feedback kind of set me back I just thought you know what I'm gonna keep on going and then actually then the more I started competing the more the judges started to see me so then the more kind of nitpicky they could get and get give me kind of more feedback that was like a little bit more precise so like my last last set it was actually quite good it was like straighten your legs a little more on your back pose and bring up your shoulders and it wasn't so much about my physique as such and then I had this is your best look yet from a a certain judge and they had judged me in actually four shows so it's quite good if you are competing to if you are doing the same federation it is quite a good thing to do a few different shows because you're going to appear in front of those judges quite a few times and then they're going to be able to see where you're progressing where you need to work on if you're listening to their feedback are you taking it on board a really prime example of Um, some feedback I took on that kind of worked in my favor was in April I got told by the head judge of the Olympia Sandy she said get a darker bikini and I said okay I'm gonna get a darker bikini so that you know I just got this bikini I it was the first time I was wearing it the judge says get a darker darker bikini I'm gonna take that on board so what I did was for my next show two months later I got a darker bikini and he was sat in the judging panel Sandy and she came up to me after and she was like, good job on the bikini. There you go. Uh, and there you go. And that's just, just taking that on board. You know what I mean? Mm. And I wore that bikini for my next couple of shows and I won. You know what I mean? It's like judges aren't telling you things for no reason. And the only way you're going to know is if you try. So, yeah, that's been my feedback. I know I need to grow. And that's just something that takes time. And it can be a really frustrating goal to have. I think like hearing come and leaner, that's no problem. Watch me work. But something like build, build muscle, like, yeah, done. But build muscle is quite a hard one because that's something that takes time. And that's something I've just accepted. And I know it's something I'm going to have to work on progressively over the next couple of years. It's not something that's going to, going to stop me though, doing something I want to do because like I said, if you don't try, you'll never know. <laughs> that quote just really takes you back to a certain show I did, doesn't it Jade? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Does your, does, do your listeners know about that? Do they, they know? Don't. They don't, but I think it's time. We should tell, I think, <laughs> right guys. So I think we tell them the story. Oh god! So I don't think I've actually told like the full competing story that I've done. Or <laughs> I've done this year. So basically, guys, I did PCA London, um, which was the thirtieth of September. Did like you know, pretty decent. Got a first call out, um, centre stage, and then didn't place. So I was sitting there at Nando's, and I knew two bros was next um, <laughs> week. And the reason why I actually didn't this is again on my part bad. Reason why I didn't originally go for two bros was because I thought in my head that I wasn't ready for IFBB so I thought no I'm just gonna skip that one but obviously didn't place spoke to my coach said screw it should I do it he's like yeah go for it so I put there's two options you can go in for novice and you can go in for your open class the open class gets you the the opportunity to do the pro qualifier 
So what does Jasmine do? Just goes in for novice. Because I thought, no, I'm just going to go be, you know, quite, whatever, I'm going to just go for novice. Bump into this little one. She's like, oh, you're doing both then? I was like, no, just do novice. Jay's face was like, what? Why are you not doing it? I was like, oh, just because I just don't think I'm ready. I just, I just, I, oh, well, it goes a bit blurry from here to be honest, Jay, because I was like half in my peak week. <laughs> but all I remember is someone dragging my hand towards the backstage guy saying, can you get this girl onto her open class? And I'm just sitting there like doing headlights. Like, what the hell is <laughs> the hell but yeah long story short um managed to get myself in well i didn't have my phone on me i wasn't working my phone so this amazing lady paid for my entry obviously i paid it back asap rocky um (laughs) yes and then because of that i actually ended up getting um my first official top three placing so that's kind of like a little you know violin story but it was amazing and to fair jade that taught me a lot. That show and you dragging my ass to that backstage guy was probably, again, the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, because, again, it's pushing yourself. And I think a lot of competitors will have this same thing. They won't go in for certain shows or federations because they think they're not going to be ready or they're not going to be good enough. And what I always say to people now is, if you don't try, and as you say, if you don't try, you will never, ever know never ever know and yeah like I just that story just gives me like I know it's so cheesy but I love a bit of cheese and gives me goosebumps because it is the reason I when I started when I decided to compete everyone was like well what like WBFF Europeans like that's a pretty big show like that brings people from all over the world I had never lifted weights in my life guys but I just thought if I'm going to do something why not do the biggest and the best like why not go for the for the big scary goal and and same with this year like my first my first competition this year it was my very first time competing in the IFBB entered open class even though I was a novice you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I I didn't I never let the fear of failing stop me even if I got last place even if I didn't place an open at least I tried and actually I got you don't know and it's like it can be scary but I think the best things in life and those like magic moments that we don't ever expect to happen come from a place of fear and I just think if anyone sat there and they're thinking about competing and it's the reason you might be listening to this podcast or maybe you want to get into the gym and you don't know where to start just start just try and just go for it and if it doesn't work out at least you now know and at least you gave it a go and you're going to take something and you're going to learn something from it and it's going to help lead you to the to your right direction you know you could try competing and find it's not for you but find something else that is or you could try that federation that you you might not think you're good enough for you you think that's out of your comfort zone maybe you're not used to like modeling or being a little bit more like out there and by doing that it's going to bring out a different side of you and like Oh, I just just want anyone listening to know that you can a hundred percent do it. We just want to shake everyone. <laughs> Basically, we all need a J that's just going to drag you. Got it, girl. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Literally, I'm. I believe in everyone because I did not. 
I never thought I would yeah, guys it was so funny I couldn't even do the insanity warm-up I was the most unfit person you have ever seen it was so funny like I was actually a joke when I tried to attempt fitness and so I always joke and say if I can do it anyone can if I can if I can compete and do all these things there's no reason you can't either because there's nothing that's so special about someone that does a certain federation or anything like that is they just believe in themselves yeah, and they work they hard and different. they make themselves get to that place where they need to be yeah be, be be the person that decided to go for it there you go but it's very true very true and honestly that show i i do think generally speaking from the heart it has changed me as a person and competitor because of what you did so Really do appreciate that. And again, it made it gave me the kind of push to be like, well, screw it. If I've just randomly got <laughs> my side pose, can do a front and back and just somewhat rock this half, I'm like, screw it. I'm gonna go into Mammy Pro. So did a completely different federation again, completely different rules, had no expectations, had no idea what I was doing. And again, like managed to get third place and they got a pro card. So that's pretty cool. Oh that and Big smashed it. Thank you. I'm not going to lie. Now it's, well, now it's awesome because next year, or the year after, no, go for it. You what, sorry? Oh, I, I think it's lagging a little bit. Hold on, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello. What did you say? Can you hear me? Okay. Now, though, for next year, you're going to have the experience of, by taking the risk and trying new things and trying tubers and trying Miami Pro and trying all these new things, you now have the experience the next year to then make a choice of what you actually want to do. Yeah. Whereas if you didn't try, you wouldn't know necessarily if those were the right things for you, if that was the right federation. And someone could go to the gym and try a spin class and absolutely hate it. And you're going to learn spinning isn't for you, but then you might actually find that powerlifting is, or you might actually find the gym isn't for you and you prefer going out on runs so just yeah. attempt guys and then you and then you'll learn something definitely i have no fear trying any federation now i'm not i just don't care <laughs> i might just do a raffle just pick one out the hat be like right ukup oh my god love that let your followers pick your comp <laughs> yes i would be so i would be so up for that like i'm more than happy to be the guinea pig of competing that's, <laughs> I will test anything, and that's what I did. I was just test like with Compact. Is that I've just been testing all year, like different poses, shoes, different jewelry, and even Mammy Pro. I did Miss Model and I did bikini. I thought, right, I'm going to see what difference jewelry makes. I completely changed all my jewelry from one stage yeah. to the next. I thought, right, I want to see what the difference is. Differences. Well, it's the same with same with doing different different federations. Like if you did. WBFF versus like PCA like it is so different but you don't know which you're going to prefer unless you unless you try and it's the same with I think if you are competing in the same federation trying different looks like one um, I tried straight hair one time and I've tried curly hair I've had a light bikini I've had a dark bikini and it's trying different things and then you'll start to learn what you prefer and what also looks best on you yeah. um, and then you'll be able to just get better and better and that's why that's why you just keep on trying to progress and same with the gym like you just want to keep on trying progressing and everything that you're doing so from your experience then you've done quite a few well you will by the end of this year you would have done quite a few uh, ifbb two bro shows <laughs> I know that in the uk i think it still needs kind of i think there's education that still needs maybe put out there as in terms of what they look yeah. for um just generally, I don't know if there's any kind of tips that you've learned 
that girls can put, if they're looking into IFBB two bros next year, like what sort of things do you think are like staples to nail or kind of look or cover um, in that sort of federation? I think before the IFBB, I, I, as a competitor, I would kind of look at your physique and see where you are more suited because definitely different federations require a different look and it's the same with lifting like certain kind of like um bodybuilding is very different from powerlifting and it's very different from like an Ironman like they all require different things and different abilities and like, the same kind of goes for competing in different federations like you can look at your physique and kind of see where you would be more suited based off that and so for me I wanted to do the IFBB Pro League which is like the American IFBB because I felt like my physique kind of suited that a little bit more I'm like I'm very side on versus front on um, I can't lap spread to save my life therefore something like maybe um, PCA or UK BFF might not have been the best choice for me given those are two mandatory poses mm-hmm. so I think finding a federation that you kind of sit in well with or or one to work towards like if if I had a goal of doing PCA I'd obviously learn to lap spread but like for me it was like I definitely kind of saw my physique and I liked um the IFBB pro league shows in America so that's why I decided to do them and commit to them and I think it's yeah looking at the biggest competition that they do so for the, the Olympia and kind of looking at what they're doing and kind of what works for them is there a certain suit style is there a certain color palette different things like that and you'll kind of start to notice a trend and then you can kind of take those things on board and then make it your own um obviously there's certain poses that they do and it's trying things out and seeing what works for you and works for your physique because remember what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for you um but i would never say i would say never be put off from federation just because you don't think that maybe you're going to be good enough because that's like the first mistake you can make second i would definitely just say look at the show calendar if you are planning on doing quite a few shows definitely take a look at the show calendar because the one great thing about the IFBB Pro League is that there are so many incredible shows in amazing places so like I said I'm going to Spain Amsterdam Romania Venice potentially Iceland and so actually you can really take a lot from just competing you know what I mean you can you can see the world and it doesn't have to be expensive my flights to Venice were 30 pounds return so it's it's being smart in that sense you can like look at all the show calendar look at all the flights because this is what I did so I looked at say 20 shows that were going to be over the course of like five months and I checked out all the flights found ones that were cheap and then we're able to choose my shows based off that and I think that's a really really like if someone is considering doing a few it's a really good thing to do because you can travel with a teammate you can travel alone you can you can just explore and take risks and so I that's something that I did and that's how I've kind of chosen my shows this year and based off like flights and also like you know how a show is run um i loved how the spanish show was run so then i ended up competing in spain again and then in terms of your bikini and stuff i think there are amazing bikini companies now these days that are understanding what that kind of like pro style is but definitely um try out they prefer triangle cups connectors and then um the bikini bottoms are a little bit smaller um (laughs) in the ifb pro league than they are in other federations so i would say take that in mind when when you are getting them even if you want to keep the same bikini top 
for a different federation, maybe have two sets of bottoms. I know my friend did that because she wore the same bikini um, for PCA and for IFBB Pro League. But what she did was she had, she had bottoms made smaller for the pro league. So they showed off her glutes a bit more because they're allowed. So it's just little things like that, that are going to kind of help you in, in the competition. You know what I'm saying? That's such a good idea as well. Such a good idea. Because <laughs> it can, competing can be expensive. But it's, for example, I remember looking at Poland actually, and mm. it was so much cheaper. I didn't do Poland because it was my birthday and Hendy stuff. But <laughs> and by Mam and Prayer, I was like, yeah, I'm done with competing this year. But you can be surprised. You can, sorry, you can surprise oh. yourself with how, what you can get money. Like, yeah, get more. Yeah. And also, like, competing, I've, I've made a YouTube video on this, competing can be expensive, but it can also be very, uh, you can make it more affordable. I have never once paid a makeup artist. I've never paid for tanning. I, I have done those things myself because I would rather take that £100 that I would have spent on hair and makeup and tanning and invest it into flights and go somewhere new. And yeah. so... You know, I watch YouTube videos, I saved photos, and because of that, I was able to afford to go to more shows. You do your own makeup. I always have so much respect for girls that do their own makeup. <laughs> I am so bad. <laughs> no, I just budget. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, a, I'm like one of those people that I'm like, well, rather than spending 60 pounds there, I can spend it on a flight. And even if you had to ask a friend to do it, like, they'd never be afraid to ask people around you. Like, I've asked a complete stranger to tan me, like, quite literally, because I was tanning myself. I couldn't tan my back. I asked a stranger to do it. But it saved me 100 pounds, which meant I could then fly to Alicante and do the show. I can just imagine you asking some random person who doesn't speak English and you're just trying to do some like sign language shit like like tan my back yeah a hundred percent but like you know what own it guys own the uh, own your choices <laughs> love it yes always and that's been perfect <laughs> love it love it love it love it so when you so what made you come from because you, I always remember you doing WBFF. You did quite well. You didn't you place top five or something in WBFF? Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> Sass. Sass, you know what? Sass is harder than what it looks. For my surprise, yeah, Sass is hard. And I think I was just like confident in myself, even though I had zero muscle mass. I just kind of owned that. And I think it somehow worked to my favor. <laughs> Hello. What other what shows did you do apart from WBFF? So what I, after the day after WBFF, I remember I was stood in work and I was on the work computer and I just, I knew nothing about competing guys, but I just Googled bodybuilding competitions in the UK in November, December. And I came across these two random shows. They're both, um, they didn't really, they didn't, it wasn't like they were like PCA or, or any of the big ones. They were just kind of two standalone shows. And I just entered them because I wanted to do it for me and wanted to see if competing was actually something I enjoyed because obviously I started sharing my bikini prep on YouTube and that was amazing. But I wanted to make sure that I was doing it for me and for no other reason. And so these two shows had girls from PCA, NABA, UKBF, like they had girls from all different federations, which is really fun for me. And they were probably two of like my favorite shows because I was able to meet so many different people. And it was just really like, it kind of introduced me to that like bodybuilding community more so than like 
putting on a big show for a big federation you know it was it really brought it down to bodybuilding and doing kind of what everyone was doing it for the same reason and not just for like a stage thing like not just to put on a show it was like it was down to the core you know what I mean and um it, it was also really good because on those ones I got there and I had only ever known WBFF posing, which is very modely, very similar to like purely. And I got there and they were like, okay, so there's mandatory posing. And I literally had one of the girls show me backstage how to do a side pose because yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> so I think if you do decide to do a show, guys, don't do what I did. Like find out what posing is going to be done at that show take a few lessons or if you don't want to spend money on lessons watch youtube videos watch what the girls who are placing watch what they do and how they do it and then make it your own um but always go in with a plan unlike me <laughs> learn from my mistakes i because what i did i think which helped me a lot this year i obviously for me i wanted to do pca but it, i kind of had like a backup plan i was kind of in my head trying to create a catalog posing it was like a hundred percent but i'd switch around in my head i'd be like right pca and i'd do like the mandatories in my head i'd be like i even though i still was like oh i'm not too sure it's about ifbb just so i in case i know that sounds really really crazy but then i'd try to do a bit no it's (laughs) i do think that's smart it's smart same with like different poses so you you I would practice posing on both sides. I would practice po- doing poses that maybe you make you feel a bit uncomfortable. I would just try different things because you're going to learn different angles that work for your body. And um, like I said, do the things that make you uncomfortable because that's the only way you're going to get better. You know, yeah. if there's a certain exercise in the gym that scares you, do it. If there's a certain exercise in the gym that you're shit at, do it. Because that's the only way you're going to get better. Like, you know, that one exercise you dread, make that your priority and do it and learn to love it for maybe the not the way you think you're going to love it like learn to love it because it makes you a better person (laughs) yeah definitely I'm going back briefly to posing I found this year that my body so I'd start off begin like maybe 12 weeks out saying right I definitely know this is going to be my side pose and then by the end it looks completely different (laughs) practice those other ones I wouldn't have that backup plan and you know, that muscle memory to kind of fall back into different things. As your, as your physique changes, like certain poses will look better on you because different muscles will be shown and stuff. And so you might actually think one pose, oh no, I'm like, I had like a front pose and I was like, definitely not lean enough to go that front on. But then as you get leaner, you actually think, damn, that pose looks quite good. I'm going to, that's going to be my front pose, you know? Yeah, that happened to me. The pose that I did for IFBB, and Mammy Pro and it ended up being the one that I fell into naturally on stage a good a good example is I always practice walking on from a certain side and then I went straight into a pose that like naturally went that way I rock up to a show and they have us going on the other side right that can be quite scary but I had practiced the pose on that side as well so I was like yeah watch me so (laughs) it's really good to make sure you practiced um, for someone coming on both sides because you never know what they're going to surprise you with on the day but yeah. also you don't know where you're going to be standing in the lineup you might need to switch your your pose to so you're facing the judges so they can see you better um practice you never try you'll never know you talk about the numbers and ifbb um i had to try and show one of the judges my number and luckily i'd kind of practice mm-hmm. like just in case what other 
photos can I do that they can see the number? And thank God I did that because I would have completely froze. I would just stood there like straight up. I think completely just yeah, not- because. Because in the IFBB, guys, if anyone doesn't know, there's a, you can, your front pose can actually be a side pose. Bizarre, wild, I know, mind blown. But it's great if you've got, if you're more kind of like glutes or, you know, that you're quite strong side on. So that, that was my front pose. But then what they asked was they asked all the girls to face forward just so they could see the numbers. So making sure you practice poses in different kind of stances is good because then I was able I had a pose that if I needed to be front front on one that still worked for my physique and showed my physique off to the best of its ability because posing is just um the art of hiding your flaws and showing your attributes you know you're just trying to hide the parts that aren't the best and show off the best bits you know what I mean no physique is perfect but what you want to do is use posing to kind of make yourself look the best that you can so one question we'll kind of want that i want to talk about purely because i've seen it a lot i know you're still in shows at the moment but i know that you have reverse dieted and all that sort of thing yeah in terms of the mental health side people are always great when they are prepping as soon as they kind of get to that no man's land it gets a bit funky people start to feel anxious, different emotions can kind of come up. In the past, A, has that happened to you? And B, if it has, then how have you kind of overcome that? What sort of things do you think you can do to kind of, I don't know, but I guess a bit of self-love and a bit of self-care when you come out of your shows? Yeah. Because, guys, I came out of my shows in August and I thought I was done. Um, And so I kind of went into that off-season mentality. And I know it's so cliche and everyone says it, but, like, having a goal when you come out of the other side is really important because then you don't feel so lost. So for me, I was like, right, the goal is to get bigger, it's to get stronger, that's going to be my goal. So what steps do I need to take to get to that goal? I need to be lifting heavy. I need to be eating more. And because my goal, I changed my focus. I was then really freaking excited about eating more and about getting stronger to, to work towards my goal. Whereas if I'd come out and then I didn't have a goal and I didn't know what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be, I guess I would have come out and I would have been like, oh, I don't want to eat more because maybe I don't want to gain weight. Or like, you know, you've been lean for so long, you can get used to being that. And gaining weight after, after a show can be quite scary and quite like people people struggle with it you know what I mean it is something that's so common in the industry because you know you prepped you've worked so freaking hard to get down and lose weight to then to think you have to kind of do the opposite of what you've just spent 20 weeks doing yeah. can be a little bit of a it can can mess with your brain a little bit it, it's just different it's hard to accept your body looking different when you're used to seeing it a certain way for so long yeah. but I think that the main thing that helped me this August was like just changing my outlook and like knowing that the only way I was going to reach that next goal was to to do the things I needed to do to get there. And, you know, your your goal doesn't have to be a, an aesthetic goal. You know what I mean? It, like, it can be a physical goal. It can be, okay, well, I want to now lift heavier or I want to get a heavy, like, I want to reach this on a lift. And the only way I'm going to reach that number is if I push food up and if, or if I push myself every single week. And, and naturally, I think when you start working towards a goal and get excited about something else, you, you kind of forget about the, like, the other things like you don't even think about them anymore because they're not a priority yeah. um 
and I, yeah I would just think oh, just have a goal like it could be you want to see your friends once a week and making sure that that's your goal and like actually doing that and when you go out once a week like having a nice meal it's just like looking at all the positives that you can take after a competition and not just focusing on the aesthetics because obviously it's always going to be hard to adjust it can be a very confusing time after you've eaten a certain way for so long knowing you then have the freedom to go and do theoretically whatever by having that goal you ask yourself well is this going to help me get there and if the answer is no then you probably shouldn't be doing it and if the answer is yes amazing because then it's a positive thing and it, you're not going to feel negative about it you know what I mean nailed it <laughs> so I'm sitting back now love it love it sorry just off on a off on a tangent but no it's guys, good it's good I like when I get to that stage everyone's been there and everyone if you are that person and you're feeling lost right now you are not alone I'm in so many different like whatsapp groups of competitors and things like that and everyone feels some kind of way and like I said what you go through you grow through and use this confusion and use that the the struggle of maybe feeling a bit of a little bit lost after a competition like use that to your advantage and like grow from it and learn something about yourself and discover something else that you love to do and show yourself how mentally strong you are by not going crazy and binging and going off the rails like show yourself that you know what like you're a badass and you're mentally strong and you can choose to eat good foods because it's good for you and then you can also choose to let go a little bit and enjoy time with your family like family and friends and and own it like when you go out and have a delicious meal like own that you did that and don't feel guilty about it and then when you need to get back on prep and need to be a certain way make a choice do it you know what I mean so I'm just hitting in Odin yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so this week which show is it Amsterdam Amsterdam. Amsterdam. My God. Busy, busy. You know what? It's, I'm so, today was the first day that I was like, Amsterdam you know what I mean the kind of first time I like realized it was actually like a thing and I was like I kind of got excited about it you know with prep you can kind of get into this like prep mode prep brain like kind of blinders on you don't really see what's happening and then you kind of forget to appreciate what you're about to freaking do and I whipped out those posing heels and like got my sass on and was like prancing around the gym and I was just so freaking excited because it's the first time I've been so focused on like right okay prep do it gotta do this gotta you know what I mean and I was yeah. like, nah, this is freaking amazing. Like, I'm so excited. Oh, so good. So good. Who are you going with? So I've one of the girls who's also coached by the same person as me. Um, she was wasn't sure about it, and I was just like, "Girl, we're going. The hotel's booked. Enter <laughs> quick." Um, so we're two of us are going to Amsterdam the next week. Romania. There's quite a few English competitors going, and I didn't actually have anyone to stay with. And I was like, "Oh God, I don't want to go to a new country maybe by myself. Like I've got no problem doing it, but it's always nice to be uh-huh. around people." And so what? I did was I just reached out to strangers that I knew were going well people in the industry like obviously not complete strangers people in the industry <laughs> who were who I knew were going and I just said hey want to get an Airbnb together or who are you sharing with is there a room for a small person and so there's actually a big group of us all from different coaches all from different teams, all in different categories as well, which is a really cool thing. That would be so fun. One's fitness, one's physique, um, I'm bikini, then one of them's pro bikini. Like oh my God, the whole whole bout. Love it. We've got we've got the squad. And so 
it is, it's quite exciting. And then for my final show in Venice, I just was like, asked a girlfriend to come with me, you know what I mean? And now she's competing as well. So oh, yeah. And, yeah. And so I just think if, if you want to do something, guys, don't be afraid to just like ask around, you know, we're all in this together. We're all doing it for the same kind of reasons. We all want to do well and be our best. And we've all, we're all working hard towards this as well. So like never be afraid to just like ask because you know, what's the worst someone could say? No, cool. At least you asked. <laughs> okay. I, I had a mammy pro, the, one of the compact customers, basically. I shared the hotel room with her and it oh. was so much fun. It was always so much, fun. It's so much more fun doing something with someone else. And yeah. I think like just now, never be afraid. Like, like I said, like I asked some random person to tell my back. You know, it's all about, you're all in this together, like share your food backstage. I've, in my first show, like one of the girls forgot her jewelry and like I was on before her. So I came off stage and gave her my jewelry for her to go on. It's like, what is about them? Yeah, it is. Like it, there's, there's nothing wrong. Like someone else's success realistically won't take away from your own and I think it's remembering that remember that you're all in this together and same if you're in the gym and you're doing it every because people can be scared when they go to the gym and they're nervous or they might worry what other people think and just remember like everyone is there for the same reason you know it's to better themselves same with computing everyone's there for the same reason and you just surround yourself with people who kind of share that mentality and have that same mindset as you like it's going to be the best time ever that's one of the great things about competing well, you girls know where to go if you want to find out how Jay gets on. Because I don't know where this is <laughs> but I'm so excited to watch your prep series. I think competing abroad is just a completely different, like, kind of fish. So I would love to do it one day. So it's going to be a good well, knowledge. That's what I want to show people. Like, I'm, I'm going to show people, like, how I do it, how I prep my food, bring it abroad. What's it like competing in another country? It's just about sharing the journey and sharing your experience. And that's, that's always been my goal is just by, by sharing, hopefully it will help someone else. I share it for no other reason, you know, other than I, then it's just doing something I love. So hopefully if anyone is thinking of competing abroad, like you will learn something or if anyone's thinking of competing you've learned something by listening to this podcast today yeah it's been awesome thank you for having me girl what's your plans for next year have you thought about it yet well we won't know until this weekend (laughs) 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 that's the thing like it's it's the amazing thing about life you never know what's around the corner you never know what can happen and and things like that I definitely know I'm I'm gonna compete because I freaking love it it makes me so happy yeah. um, but when I'm gonna compete I don't like I don't know I definitely think after these shows I'm gonna just take a break just so I don't get bored of it. you know what I mean and you want to yeah. get excited about it and also like as healthy as you are I, I still think like everyone needs a break from time to time yeah. also hello Christmas um <laughs> <laughs> and so I definitely will take a few months off I was planning on doing the start of the year shows which start off in March but maybe I'll wait a couple of months build a little bit more of that muscle and then compete towards the end of the year similar to this time because guys don't ever feel rushed into a show because there is always another show if you're not ready if you're not ready and your physique isn't where you want it to be wait because there is always another show and I think it's important to remember that I would never sacrifice your health or push yourself way too far just to get on stage for a certain date because 
there, there's always time and yeah. the stage will always be there just like I told myself at Easter the Easter egg will always be there like the, the birthday cake is always going to be there it's just having it at the right time yeah I really do really do stress that with people um and this the way I did it this year is I went right September which show yeah. I don't know September. No, no, yes, that, that's the thing. Like having a loose, it's good. It's good to have a goal to work towards, but it, like, no, there's always flexibility with your goals. I think we stress ourselves out so much with our own goals. Like, this is even in a day to day thing. Like, you can set mm. yourself a task and get so stressed out that you haven't completed that task. And you, yeah, wait a second. I set myself that task. So I can change that. You know what I mean? It's like, I think it's good to have deadlines and it's good to have self-discipline. But if it's not then negatively affecting your your mental health or, or, or your life, like you can change that. You know what I mean? So rather than getting stressed out about a deadline, change the deadline. If, you, if, you've, got the, if you've got the capability, if you can do that, you know yeah, what I mean? Um, because then you're going to be so much less stressed. And same with your competing. Like if you're going to be putting your body under too much stress just to reach a certain show, probably not the best thing to do, like wait it out. And so I think next year we're just going to play it by ear. But, you know, I'm, I'm already excited for like not competing and as the same way I am as for competing because I know when I'm not competing, I'm going to be working so freaking hard. Yeah, it's like it's a pendulum. There's always pros and cons on each side, and it's good to be excited about both sides. Always Always stay positive. Always stay positive, no matter what the goal. Just just shift the goal. You know what I mean? One one time it might be to put on some weight and build some muscle and get stronger, progress in lifts. Another time it's to lean down and put on a sparkly bikini. Like as long as you're excited and passionate about the goal, like that's the most important thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, on that note. I think we should call it there, but I've absolutely loved this. And I hope everyone in this podcast is leaving this podcast feeling bloody positive and inspired and excited because that is what it's all about. about. Um, If anyone does have any questions for Jade or wants to get her back on, please do let me know. And obviously any questions, Jade's always happy to help. She's been amazing for me, so please don't feel like you can't approach. Always, let's be friends, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Jade, where can people find you then? You guys can find me on Instagram. It's just Jade Jocelyn. Um, if you want to watch some videos, hang out with me on YouTube. It's also just Jade Jocelyn. I pretty much share my life, my love for healthy eating, fitness, the good times, the bad times, like it's all there. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely love to get to know you guys and just, yeah, share what I'm passionate about. I think that's the really cool thing about social media. It's like, I feel like I have so many friends now that I wouldn't have had if it wasn't for, for yeah. the wonderful world of the internet. So yeah, would absolutely love to get to know some more competitors or more fitness gals. Oh, last question. What makes mm-hmm. you not just a bikini girl? Oh, um, caught me off! You've caught me off guard. I have. I have. I usually tell people before I start interviewing them, but I completely forgot. So it has to be not related to fitness. What makes you not just a bikini girl, Jade? So what makes me different? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know you were a dancer, actually. So that's interesting. I feel like I've got more interesting stories there. Hmm. Oh my God, Jasmine, I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) <laughs> well i know now that you used to be a dancer that's quite cool didn't you say you used to be in sales as well so what makes me not just a bikini girl 
Let me. What else I could put? I'm trying to think. Oh my god, I've gone brain dead. Um, (laughs) There's so many different sides to me that I think you kind of, I don't know, you forget. I think it's Mm. important to remember what I think. It's important to remember what you're passionate about is when you are prepping, because when you are prepping, you can get into this very tunnel vision, like prep, 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 fitness, fitness, fitness. But I think it's important to remember all those other things that you really love. So for example, I absolutely love poetry and quotes and Pinterest, for example. And so for me, it's like remembering those things. And if there's ever times that I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed on prep or, you know, you just kind of need a break. It's like going back to those things that, that you, you really like. So for some people it might be painting for me, it's reading poetry. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, I think it's remembering the things that you really love outside of fitness. Um, and they don't have to take away from your fitness and you don't have to choose one or the other. You can be a bikini girl, but you can also be a badass and ride a motorcycle or um, be an introvert and sit at home with a cup of tea and a book, you know, like yeah. it's just remembering the things that make you who you are because when you're up on stage, you're not just a bikini girl. You're the girl that got you to the stage and it's, it's all those little things. It's, it's, that's the amazing thing about competing. It's the journey to the stage and it's not just stepping up on stage. It's like the triumphs and the, the things you've overcome to get you there. Um, yeah. Just never forget who you are. Never forget the things that make you happy. So for me, like I said, absolutely love poetry, love Pinterest. You can find me on there with many of quotes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, you know what, own it, you know what I mean? So somebody might not, some people might think it's weird. Some people like might not get it. And like, I guess if you were to look at my Instagram, you just think, oh, she's Jade and she does fitness. And it's actually like, no, I'm Jade and I love fitness, but I also love cooking. And my favorite show is the Food Network. And I love to read poetry and Mm. pin quotes and hang out with my grandma. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's so... There's so much more to you and to more to people than what meets the eye. And yeah. um, I think that's really incredible. So I'm not just a bikini gal, but I'm so, I'm so proud of that part of me, you know? Oh, I love that. I love the fact that you, like, you've just said about your nan and poetry. And, yeah, <laughs> completely nailed why I called this podcast what it is. Like, just, oh, perfect. Right. Love it. Girls. Love you. Love you, girl. <laughs> Right, meet the girls. Go like, subscribe if you have enjoyed this podcast because it will just help more get more girls. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> um, and obviously Jay's YouTube as well. But yeah, Jay, you've been amazing. I love this. I can't wait for this one out. This has been your host, Jazz and Jeffrey. This has been Jay. Can't Jeff- wait for number two. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast.